0: All right, special edition on the broadcast today, we had Dr. Robert Godfrey, one of our conference speakers, come and speak at our joint service along with Cloverdale uh, this uh, last Lord's Day. And so we have taken his message and split it up for your enjoyment. We hope it blesses you and we hope it helps you to see God's glory in a greater way.
1: God gave man the Sabbath as a blessing, as an encouragement, as a gift, as a help. He didn't create man to be the slaves of some law of the Sabbath as the Pharisees defined it. They've turned everything on its head. They've made the Sabbath the really important thing, and man made it in the image of God a secondary thing. Whereas Jesus is saying, God made us in his own image and gave us a Sabbath to help us, not to dominate us and enslave us. Now, what's important to see here is Jesus has said not one word against the law of the Sabbath. The criticism here is entirely against the Pharisees' misunderstanding of the Sabbath. And this is critical for our understanding. Because Jesus says not a word here about doing away with the Sabbath. He does say he's Lord of the Sabbath. We'll come back to that. But he's not saying, as Lord of the Sabbath, I'm doing away with the Sabbath. Indeed, one could argue, I think, should argue, that when he says I'm Lord of the Sabbath, it shows the continuing relevance of the Sabbath. So if this is the law of the Sabbath, what is the life of the Sabbath? What does it mean to really understand the Sabbath commandment? Well, it means the Sabbath is to be seen as a day of good, as a day of blessing, as a day of encouragement. It is a day of rest from our ordinary work, so that we can turn our minds and our hearts to the Lord. So we have time for God. We need time for God and with God. That's why we're here, isn't it? We recognize that left to ourselves, we can waste our time. Or left to ourselves, we can even fill up our days with relative goods, but. Drive God out of our lives because we're so busy with other things. And God has said, it is good that you should be busy with things. It is is good that you should get on with your life. Uh, It is good that you should have family and friends and work, and I give you six days for that. But the Lord says, you also need me. You need time with me. You need to focus on me. And so I have a day where you can focus on me. And a day in which you can do good. Isn't that wonderful that Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath day? This man who had not been able to labor for six days because his hand was not useful. And now Jesus has has liberated him from this serious liability in his life so that this man can more fully live his life six days a week, and hopefully more fully praise God on the Sabbath day for God's mercy. And it really is infuriating, isn't it, that some people would stand and say, that's a terrible thing to do. That's a terrible thing to do. There's a United Reformed Church in California in a little town called Ripon. Some of you may know about this little town, Ripon. And one of the things that Ripon is, is famous for, besides a disproportionately high number of Dutch people living there, um, one of the things that Ripon is famous for is that there's a huge truck stop there uh, where truckers driving long distances can spend the night. There are showers and places to eat and things. And the URC church there has started a mission outreach to truckers at the truck stop. And and what a wonderful thing it is. They go over on Sunday and invite truckers to church and to dinner at a home. And and some of these truckers have been deeply moved by that that outreach. Well, what if we were all to say, that's a terrible thing to do on the Sabbath day. shouldn't invite these truckers over you should be sitting in your living room reading your catechism. When I was in high school, that's what I was told. Sunday afternoon, there are two things you can do. You can read the Bible or read the catechism. Um, Well, Jesus is saying to us, it's a day for doing good. It's a day for helping people in need. It is a day for resting and restoring our soul and for worshiping. But it's also a day for for thinking about how can we help people, how can we do good. And and what a beautiful picture that is of of the day that God has given us, a day where we experience blessing and can be a blessing. That's the picture of the life of the Sabbath that Jesus says God had intended from the beginning. Do you notice Jesus says here, the Sabbath was made for man. Now, we won't get into contemporary issues about language, but he doesn't say that Sabbath was made for Jews. The Sabbath was not established at Sinai. The Sabbath was established at creation. Uh, God made the seventh day holy and blessed it. Now, for whom did he make it holy? Not for himself. God is holy all the time. For whom did he bless it? Not for himself. He's blessed all the time. He's not even in time. He made the Sabbath day holy for man. That's what Jesus is saying here. For all men, all people need the Sabbath. And surely part of the rat race of our time is that even those who don't honor God are experiencing in their own lives the tragedy of not having a day of rest of not acknowledging a creator. So the Sabbath starts in creation and goes through all of human history. I think that's what Jesus is teaching here. Now, if you're taking notes, there are three points. My wife says I don't make my points clear enough, so I'm trying to make her happy. So we have the law of the Sabbath given and explained by Jesus. We have the life of the Sabbath... That Jesus is uh, describing here in terms of rest and doing good. And then there's the Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus says the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Well, the first thing we note about that is what an extraordinary claim that is. Who gave the Sabbath at creation? God did. God the Lord did. And so, if Jesus is saying He is the Lord of the Sabbath, how more clearly could He say that He is God come in the flesh? That's an extraordinary claim, that He is the Lord of the Sabbath. And because He is the Lord of the Sabbath, He guarantees the reality of the Sabbath, It's always good to have kids in church who are crying. He's the Lord of the Sabbath, and so He is showing that He gave the Sabbath, He interprets the Sabbath, He preserves the Sabbath, He continues the Sabbath. There's not a word here of the Sabbath being discontinued. Now, one of the things we talked about at the conference was in John 4, that Jesus specifically says, the day of the temple is over. No more will you worship in Jerusalem at the temple, but true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus is very clear about what he's changing when it comes to the temple. He never says a word about that when it comes to the Sabbath. The Sabbath continues. Although it is true, as Lord of the Sabbath, he does make a change. He makes a change in the Sabbath being on the seventh day of the week to being on the first day of the week. And he does that in his resurrection from the dead, where all of the institutions of Israel are fulfilled, and all of the hope of mankind for redemption are realized, because Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, has risen from the dead to live forever to give life to his saints forever, to give rest to their souls forever, to fill them with goodness forever. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. And the church has sensed there is a change. We gather now on the first day of the week to worship. That's what we see in the New Testament. The church, in many different places, gathering to worship on the Sabbath. That's what we're taught in Revelation 1, verse 10. There is a Lord's Day in the New Covenant. John is in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. What is the Lord's Day if not Sunday, the Christian Sabbath? Those who say we're delivered completely from the Sabbath, we need to quote them, Revelation 1, verse 10, and say, what does that verse mean? And I don't want to be mean, but I think they'll be as quiet as the Pharisees were at Jesus' question. There's a Lord's Day in the New Covenant, clearly taught in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 4 says, There yet remains a Sabbath keeping for the people of God. Now that, I think, really refers to the eternal Sabbath that will be ours, but it has implications for how we think of time now. So all of this is to say that the historic piety of the Reformed churches in honoring Sunday as a Christian Sabbath is exactly right exactly what God teaches in His Word, exactly what we need for our lives. We need a time of rest. We need a time of renewal. We need a time of refreshment. We need a time for doing good. And we need to be encouraged that that's really what the Bible says in the face of so many people saying, uh, we're free. How tragic it is that so much freedom is so destructive, where the law of God is rightly understood, we are a blessed people to be directed in the paths of righteousness and of goodness and of blessing. So let us be encouraged. Let us rejoice in how Jesus has taught us the true meaning of the law and how he has given us a day in which to rest, in which to grow, and in which to do good. May God bless us all in serving Him in that way. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, our God, how thankful we are for Your law, how thankful we are that Jesus helps us to see clearly what that law teaches. Uh, We thank You for Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, who has given rest to our souls in His work on the cross and in His glorious resurrection. And we pray, O Lord, that... uh, you would renew us in an eagerness to honor your day and to be blessed by it, that we might be a blessing to others. Hear us, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.